Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast that you're listening to, which we like to call Hires Hollywood. This show is a show where Diana and I get to pitch our ridiculous ideas about shows we think people should be paying to make. Oh yeah, and if this is your first time listening, we are your, I was going to say like fantastic hosts, but I don't want to over oversell us, but we're your competent hosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Diana, and then you just heard the voice of the lovely Jackie. A little fun fact about Jackie is uh, when she was a small child, about eight years old, she went to the wilderness of, what is it, Jackson Hole? Is that Wyoming, correct? Or yes. Or Montana? And she saw a moose live and in the flesh. It was super tall. If you guys don't know how big mooses are, or moose, excuse me, please Google it because your life will be changed. And then approximately one week after she saw that moose, Yellowstone caught on fire and I'm not trying to say there's a connection or a correlation between that but I'm also not trying to say there isn't one so just just keep keep your eye on Jackie when there's any moose involved dun 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 <laughs> alright and my fun fact for Diana is something that I have continued to learn about her is she is a pro traveler like uh, when I first met Diana she had a picnic kit in the back of her car but her fun fact is not that she is always ready for a picnic it is for her expert smuggling on the L train in Chicago I, I believe she once has packed an entire holiday dinner in one trip Yes, it was um, our first Friendsgiving in college. Um, I went to school in Chicago, which we mentioned the last one. And when you live in Chicago and you are a college student, you do not have a car and you do not want to pay for a taxi, a cat taxi, anything. So, you know, me and my friends just went to the Target. I had a giant 20-pound frozen turkey in my backpack during rush hour in traffic uh, on the Brown Line. And you know what? We made it work. It was fine. And then we had a great turkey Friendsgiving a few days later after it thawed. And you see, guys, Diana is a provider who's willing to go the distance, and Diana is providing the pitch for us this week. So, Diana, can you just let us know uh, where your idea is stemming from? Oh, yes. I have a lot of inspiration for this idea. Um, This actually stemmed from this last weekend. It was on Saturday, right? It was a very not so nice snowstorm in our lovely part of Illinois. We got a lot of snow and then I was working at the fruit stand. It was just a wild weird day because like half the people there were like crazed from you know having to drive into the snow to come get some organic fruit and things like that and it was just it was a mess and um Jackie had that day off and so as she does she asked me how fruit stand life was that day and I was like you know what this is like Um, I don't know exactly how I described it, but like it was like that day when you're a kid and it was like the day after big snow and you're at recess and someone's climbing to the top of the giant snow pile that has accumulated in the playground and someone becomes like the king of the snow pile and it's just sort of like vague chaos, but still somehow very organized. And it's just, you know, snow day, no rules, you know, we're the captains now. And that that was the vibe. Um, That being said, that led me to sort of inspiration for the show I'm about to bitch of like what was you know or going back to what life was like when you were a small child on a snow day and your biggest ordeal of the day was going to be oh my gosh during recess am I going to be able to make it to the top of the snow pile and become king of the snow I mean it is a question like, King of the Hill was always a legitimate game and always got 
much more dangerous than like the aides at recess actually wanted it to be. They just had to sometimes turn their head and watch our snowsuit covered bodies fall down <laughs> the giant snow piles and hope we didn't <laughs> break an arm. Like kids are like surprisingly resilient as long as they're not falling from the monkey bars. Like when you fall from the monkey bars, like your XP just goes down entirely and you break your arm. But like you fall from oh, snow yeah. when you're wearing all those layers and you bounce a little. Yeah, like it's fine. It's totally safe. Like snow might as well be a trampoline. But and then that yeah, you were also um, mentioning that there's some other elements. It's not just King of the Hill when you have the oh, yes. snow pile. Oh yeah. So here's the actual concept of this. So I love all of those fake documentary style movies um, where it's like, oh, what's the one like Best in Show? Like that sort of like mockumentary hmm. style. Um, and I also love like those planet Earth type things. So for the show, this is going to be a I think this is only going to be able to be like a one season show. It's going to be a documentarian style of a of like sort of the um, playground rule of a snow day where you have your documentarian who I'm thinking is going to be like a high school junior who's trying to make a project for their their media class and is just going above and beyond um but basically a documentary on the snow snow day re- well it's not snow day i guess but like the fresh snow recess and the sort of like social hierarchy that forms and the sort of weird snow community that forms on top of the snow pile like so for example, for like episode one, you have our fake, uh, well, not fake. I guess he's a real documentarian in the context of this world. Um, I mean, like, and there we have Jonah. He has made it first to the giant snow pile and he's climbed to the top of the the snow peak. And now he needs to defend himself as emperor of the snow pile. Let's see how he does. And then you sort of like cut to like this little like seven-year-old like with little rosy cheeks like on the top of the snow defending his spot from like all the other kids throwing a little snowball here and there. And it's just like an over-the-top like um, what's the word for it? Just like an over-the-top view of this sort of snow day rules or snow pile rules and Is what happens like there. Is this like Planet Earth Kid Edition? I mean, I guess so. Like, I don't know. Okay, Jackie, have you ever seen that show on CBS, like, from 100 years ago? It was, like, Kid Town? Dude, that show was gnarly. Oh, my If any of you guys listening do not know about this show, it was ridiculous. Like, it was... It, like, actually happened. No, like, it was something where it's, like... I think it was, like, a social experience, I guess. But they, like, Mm -hmm. they threw, like, this group of, like... Was it, like, 20 kids? Into a, it was a, a lot ban- of small children. It was a lot. Like 9 through 13. They, yeah, and they threw them into like this town with no adults. And they're like, okay, figure out how to survive. And it was like, oh my God, like they made their own like schooling system and they made their own like providing. Like they had like a 10 year old like did, had like beheaded chicken on the show. Like it was so. And this is a real show that happened. This is not one of our fake shows. No, no, but this isn't. And you can tell by Diana's tone of voice that she is still traumatized from having to see a, ch- a child, like, literally, like, slaughter a chicken so that they can eat something. Like, I remember specifically the episode they had, like, a town hall and, like, the 10-year-olds were the oldest. They're like, we're hungry. We're going to kill a chicken. And all, like, this, like, seven-year-olds were, like, crying. Like, this is clearly a very formative show <laughs> in my in my life. Um, but, yeah, so sort of, like, I love the concept, though, of, like, you have a world where it's just like 
kids are kids are in charge and sort of seeing how their their version of society parallels like actual society if that makes sense like what choices do they make when adults are not around and is it like it's sort of like okay is this stuff human nature or is this just like uh, a bunch of wild kid imagined imaginative creative stuff like that so can like each episode be like one recess because like when i was in elementary school if i remember correctly each recess was like approximately like 20 minutes yeah i think it could be well because it has to be like the day of the snow pile so i think the episodes might be um well i don't know if it'll be run recess it might be like one day because like obviously you have like a kindergarten recess versus a like fifth grader recess like things like that um, oh, and then right. there's multiple, right. Cause was that just my elementary school? Was it, were, no, there was like three or four different, like it was like the 12 o'clock hour was 12 to 12, 20, 12, 20 to 12, 40. And I believe 12, 40 to one. Okay. I do not remember those specifics from my elementary school, but it was like, you would have your lunch recess and then you would just have like a normal recess. Right. So there can be like two recesses and you can see how the dynamics go. And oh. I also, right. And then, so yeah. it could be like. It could be like just a day's worth because by tomorrow, you know, the heat rises, the snow pile is gone and society goes back to as it is. For people who live in climates that have snowed for more than like one week and it's a winter and or with global warming, it's just the time where it does snow. You'll go into like a parking lot and the snow pile only grows because it has no, it's literally just pushing all the snow in one bit. So one day it might be like a mountain, but like the next day it might be literally Mount Everest. Yeah, that's very true. Like, I think it'd be something, well then as well, as basically, I guess it could be a, a season of the snow pile, I guess, as long as that lasts. Um, but then it's like, I want to see like the other societies inside of the snow, <laughs> the snow, I want to say snow pile, it sounds weird, but like the other societies that form along the snow pile. So obviously you have like, we're going to call him Jonah, Jonah, emperor of the snow, who's trying to defend his plot at the peak. But then you have like the kids who are like, I'm not about this. And they just make a little igloo out of the snow pile in the corner with like, um, a lot of lack of structural structural integrity, but a lot of imagination. And they're like, we're opting out of this. We're just going to go sit in our snow igloo we've made and we're going to like have a tea party or we're going to just have fun. And then you have like the group of kids who are like, cool. And we're like, we're just going to have a snowball fight. And they keep destroying the p- pile to make snowballs. And then like Jonah and his minions are like, oh no, like you can't do that. And then like they get into like a snow fight, you know? Do you remember the kids at recess who all they would do was swing, but when they were on the swings, the only thing they wanted to do was either to backflip off the swings or to go in a hundred, like a 360 degree motion? Yes, I totally respect that. I totally respect that. And I just, I think it was because when I was in elementary school, they added to the playground or whatever. So it was slightly new, maybe when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. So that was like, mm-hmm. who got to the swing set? But I feel like we would be able to capture the whole dynamic of... Uh, the recess and the recess and things like that just I feel like because you can only go in the snow if you have like the appropriate snow clothes yeah so like one of the episodes it's like Jonah forgets his like snow pants at home so Jonah no longer can be the king because the people are like no you can't yeah they're like Jonah you've been disgraced you're now sitting in the no snow boots club sadly playing four square on the asphalt and instead, a new a new emperor shall rise, and it'll be like um, I don't know, 
Karen. Well, I was going to say Karen, but that's like an old lady name. That is not a youth name. It's going to be like, I don't know. What do what are children's names? I'm not a child, Jackie. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a child either. Except sometimes I act like it. Uh, I've been told that like youthful names for girls is like Addison or Charlotte. Maybe could you have like a young kid who's named Walter? Oh, I love that. Okay, Walter has taken over from Jonah, and Walter was like Jonah's like right hand man. And then there needs to be like a plot twist where Jonah was like, I know someone stole my boots. They're gone. This is, you know, mutiny. And then you have like a cut to like Walter hiding his boots and putting them in like a trash bin when he was like going, what's it called? When they were walking to like a computer lab or something. Wait, do kids have computer lab time now? Or do they just have computers in their class? Well, (laughs) do people even have computers if they have iPads? Oh my god! I don't know. Like that oh was such god. a thing when you'd have to go to like the different modules. Like one day you'd get to go to the computer lab, one day you'd get to go to the library, one day you'd get to go to art. Like I remember yeah. that being so much happened in those hallways when you were going to those different like parts of the building. Hold on, I'm texting my sister. She's a teacher. She would know. I was really upset the other day because I saw a meme. It's like kids these days don't know what these are, and it was like an overhead projector or like maybe not overhead but like those projectors you would use in elementary school yeah and they get yeah, really hot. I, you always hate it to be the one kid who it sat on your desk because then you can't see anything yeah um but i asked my sister I was like oh do these still exist do you guys use them and she's like you know and i was like mary what oh does my your God. sister can she at least like let us know that they still watch bill nye the science guy i'm gonna find out okay I'm going to ask her, do elementary schools still have computer class where they leave the class and go to a lab? Oh, my God. I never even thought about this until, like, right now. When I was in middle school, I remember they would have these huge carts with, like, laptops that would come to your classroom. Oh, yeah. I remember in fifth grade, we had, like, a giant cart of, like, macbooks in our room and i'd be like oh we're so high tech because we got a new school when i was in fifth grade and it was like oh we're living in the future but we really weren't i do remember when i was in high school and we started to get smart boards they're like i still have so many comical memories of smart boards how like some teachers were like wizards with them like for some reason in our school it was the math teachers and the language teachers were like maestros with the boards and then like the history teachers were horrible with them like just like painfully bad and i I don't even they have smart boards anymore or if they do they actually can have more than one person writing on it at a time because if when they debuted i was remember uh, i was a junior and my math class had it and i went up to the board and my friend saw what she would always do when i was writing on the board is she would take the different like markers from the spots because it was all about like pressure sensitivity like they didn't actually know what marker it was so i would be writing and she always thought it was so funny when my writing would turn different colors as she picked up different markers or if you were rude what you would do is you would touch the board while somebody else was writing because then the board would pick up only the most recent touch not like the touch that you were actually working on what see we got smart boards my senior year of high school but like it wasn't every classroom it was just like yeah, it took years classrooms. For every classroom. yeah. 
and like my Spanish class had one and I remember my teacher trying to like make it work and like she never could so she would just give up and use like the like chalkboard on the side of it and I was like we've probably spent an ungodly amount of money on these and our teacher's just like no we're good (laughs) yeah that happened at my school too where like only certain classrooms had them and of the percentage of those classrooms you were either amazing at it or you were like, I'm just going to go back and use my chalkboard because my chalkboard doesn't betray me. Oh, yeah. So, like, okay, so back to the show. Like, should the show only have, like, the documentary, like, filming them only on the playground? Or should they see, like, be in the classroom and see how the play uh, playground dynamics are brought to back to class? Or no? What do you think? I see, like, the beginning slash the credit sequence being, like, one of the kids, like, Jonah or his nemesis, Walter, like, looking out the window longingly Mm -hmm. at, like, the snow block, whether it's, like, just, like, close-up of, like, the snow falling. It's a lot to me, like, when you always see, like, the videos of, like, an ant colony, how first it zooms in on just, like, one ant, and then it kind of zooms out, and it's, like, the whole thing. So I see them not really doing it. And maybe, like, as you said, if there's two recesses a day, maybe it's only, like, a week. And, like, it's it's those yeah. ten episodes. And it's, like, the kid from high school gets to spend, like, a week or only gets, like, a week of somebody, like, signing their name so he can do this project. Oh, yeah. And I want, like, if the final episode or, like, series finale, depending what we decide to do, to be the um, high school student showing his teacher the, like, final cut and the teacher just, like, looking at him and being, like, um, I thought you were at the elementary school to volunteer or to help mm-hmm. children learn, and all you have is this weird documentary, and the guy's like, yup, and the teacher's like, okay, I'll give you a B plus, and it's just, like, end scene. So do you see him, like, splicing together footage of, like, narration from the from like planet earth because i know like that's part of it is like oprah narrates one morgan freeman so does he splice together them talking on top or is it him talking um i think it's a combo like i think it'll be like sort of like those documentaries where it's like okay you have a person narrating like a lion attacking a gazelle or something and at first you see them like the shot is like them by the safari vehicle and they're like oh look blah 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 they're talking about the life cycle of a lion and a gazelle blah 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 and then they're like oh look we're gonna have a witness of this event right now and then they cut to like zoom in on the action and then you'll see it here whatever and then but you also have the narrator popping in from off screen be like look as that lion attacks that gazelle blah 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 but instead you'll have um, our narrator, our high schooler, being like, look, as Jonah defends himself from Walter's incoming attack or whatever. And then you can have like voices of like the kids being like screaming and being like, this is my snow pile. And, you know, this is for math class or something stupid like that. That works. Yeah. Does that make sense? Did your sister get back to you or are we going to have to put that in our next episode? I don't, she hasn't gotten back to me yet, but she's probably sleeping because it is late. And guys, um, we're recording this on a school night because we're rebellious. <laughs> I know, but we don't have to go to school. No, we Thankfully. just have to go to the fruit stand. I mean, well, we you have it. to go to school. You, 
but like on the internet for grad school. Yeah, if anyone is ever like, oh, what does she study? I study stuff, and I also talk. And you're hearing me talk, not hearing me study. (laughs) Basically. And do you have, like, where do you want to put this? Because is this like a PBS, like, this guy's, this media person's dad happens to work for the local PBS? Or do you see this being on, just on, did your high school have, like, a weird loop where it was just, like, high school videos on one channel but only the only channel that you could find that in is if you were in the high school no i went to a broke high school okay you know, bougie so you one didn't have that. no we did not we just had I'm not gonna... fights you know that's survival of the fittest or in some cases oh moments where you're like wow i guess i'm here <laughs> yeah but back to the network um i feel like okay because this whole thing is gonna be like very like satire and it's like uh humorous like this is not going to be serious so if it's like on pbs people will be like oh this is an actual documentary so no it is not like this is gonna be a very like tongue-in-cheek like like satire funny type show um so i could see it like i would love it to be on like nbc like Oh, I keep saying like again this episode, Jackie. No, um, but have it be on you NBC. <laughs> have it be on NBC in their Thursday night comedy lineup. That would be a dream. Um, and if not there, I think it would do super well on any sort of like streaming, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime type stuff. Because I think it would be again one of those shows where you see a screen cap of it on Twitter. Or you see a screen cap of it or a gift set on Tumblr or something like that. And you're like, what is this weirdness? I need to watch it. What if it was to go on after Catfish? On the MTV? Yeah, because I always see gift sets of Catfish on my interwebs. Like when I'm scrolling, I'll like randomly find something that is from Catfish. So would you put it on after that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's got the necessary, like, the teenage audience down. It might be sure. more of a, I want to say, like, a family audience, but more of a, like, young adult-type audience that appreciates that type of humor. I think teenagers would be like, this is stupid. But then they'd watch it and be like, this is so cool. And they'd, they'd be like, like, that's that. me. Yeah. I think that would be thinking of. Because um, I think the show with the teenager because in my mind like the teenager who's narrating all of this like in my mind it's he sort of looks like keith from buzzfeed or he's not on buzzfeed anymore from try guys do you know who i'm talking about yes yeah it's like he sort of looks like that but like a teenage version okay but I don't, right does jackie <laughs> just say it like that i actually have no idea who this person is is it from jackie. buzzfeed unsolved no oh my god i love that though no they used to be on buzzfeed the try guys and now they have their own thing it's like a whole thing well i'm glad that those gentlemen are successful and honestly i will go online and look and then i'll use my imagination to be like oh this is what they must have looked like when they're oh my gosh wait jackie who did you envision the teenager being if you had to pick a star if i had to pick a star if it's a guy, I had to have somebody who has, like, an incredibly patchy beard, is really pale, and has dark hair, but a gray beanie. 
that's fair. Wait, what's that name of that one guy who is like a youth, but he's like not that much of a youth, but everyone likes him because he looks sort of like sickly? Timothy something? Shall? Oh my god, how do you say his name? Jackie, I'm turning into you. I don't know how to say people's name. Look at that. I I don't really. Actually, I don't really know. Timothy Chalamet? Oh, now I know. Timothy Chalamet, who is in um, Call Me By Your Name, uh, Boy Erased, and um, Beautiful Boy, which just got snubbed for the Oscar nominations. The movie he was in with. Maybe he's not in Boy Erased. He was just in a movie with Steve Carell that, like, just does the same. He was also in Lady Bird. Oh, well, anyways, I feel like he has sort of like the vibe too, but he looks younger, so he could work. Do you Did you ever mean? see Lady Bird? No, it's been on my two watch list since like last year. You know, Jackie, I'm more of a TV girl than a movie girl, as you know. That's fair. So we have <laughs> possibly Timothy Chalumet, who we don't know how to pronounce. And if you had to choose like a female to do it, who would you do? Ooh, okay. This is. Because I want someone who's very, like, earnest and, like, very, like, they're going to, like, take it, like, very seriously, but in a funny way. I'm trying to think of who I'd want. Ooh, that's hard, Jackie. Would you want, like, Victoria from Victorious? No. I don't like Victorious. Also, Ariana Grande was a star of that show. Yeah, I was going to say Ariana Grande, but I feel like with the success that she's had this year with Thank You Next and Seven Rings, it elevates her out of the high school realm. Yeah. Um. What if it was like, hold on, because I feel like when I think of like actresses, I think of like actresses who they, they pretend to be youths, but they're really like our age, like Lucy Hale. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, her homegirl's like, like 30. Lucy Hale is always very active. Yeah. What if it's she like... She also um, played the sister in the sister of the traveling pants, just saying in the second one. That's true. What if it's... um? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I can't think of her name. Ashley oh my God. No, she's too old. Oh, my gosh. What if it's um, the girl who played Rue in Hunger Games? Oh, Amanda Steinfeld? No. no, that's not her last name. She was just in the movie The Hate You Give. And the guy from uh, Riverdale was refilmed into the movie because the guy who played the lead was, like, erased from the movie. Oh, also, it is Amanda, Aman, Amandla, A-M- oh. A-M-A-N-D-L-A. We all said that wrong. But it is Sten- Stenberg? Wow, we are really not thriving today. You know what? Names. We strive... To thrive, and some days we get stuck at the striving part. Yeah, that's true. I would like her, or what's the what's the name of um the girl from Stranger Things? Not Millie Brown, the ginger one. You mean the one who's been in like? Did you see that they dropped a Nancy Drew trailer? <gasps> no, I did not yeah, know that. The woman who, like, the youngerish girl who's in the movie It, who is also the young Amy Adams in Sharp Objects. Are you thinking of her? I wasn't thinking of her, but that sounds like an option. I was thinking of the girl who plays Max in Stranger Things, who is a different person. Sadie Sink is her name. That is also like a name that could has a buzz. It is true. Honestly, we have a lot of options for this. And I feel like all the kids, like Jonah and Walter and like the Igloo kids, like all of them have to be just like unknowns. Because like there's not like... 
any famous like small children celebs yeah. are there i don't know it's organic just like what we do yeah it's like um what was i gonna say it's like have you seen the show single parents i love Layden mester oh my meester Layden meester <laughs> see we're just we're so bad jackie <laughs> you can't say any names but like all the kids so in bad, that folks. show all i those love kids that she doesn't have show, to be blair yeah. anymore she's been yeah. set free Oh my god, the headbands are good. Oh wait, oh wait, my sister texted me back. What you, said, what's Mary delivering to us? Mary says that some school districts do. Um, when she, the last school district she was at, they had like computer class, but her current district doesn't. And then she says grades three to five students each have a Chromebook which they take home. Mm. She's still typing something else. Oh wait, and there are there are tech teachers who can be scheduled to do lessons with classes if their teacher chooses to. Mm. so yes and no yeah well thank you mary for delivering that very critical information about use that we didn't have and diana i have to ask you do you have a theme song in mind oh my gosh okay i think for this one as it is very serious it needs to be but like funny it needs to be like a an instrumental type theme song you know like like, vitamin string quartet I don't know, like, well, think of, like, The Office, you know, their theme song very well, or, like, Parks and Rec. Like, it's not, like, mm. a singer singing it, It's but both of them are very iconic. You, like, hear it, and you're like, oh, I know what show it is. Like, I think it needs to be something like that. I don't know if there's, like, a famous person who does all of those. Like, you know how, like, Hans Zimmerman does all the good soundtracks? Yeah. I think, yeah. like, Danny, is it Danny Elfman who does a lot of them, too? He, yeah, he does the ones for Tim Burton. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can convince him to make one for our show. You know, so Danny Elfman, or somebody who knows Danny Elfman, I just want to let you know that I have been listening to your music since you had it released Corpse Bride, and that song that you made for Corpse Bride was on my OG iPod Shuffle, and I hear it now and it just makes me smile because it's a beautiful song, but this is me inviting you to be part of our magic. Right. Oh, wait, I have another update for my sister. This is int- she says my her friends who teach older grades have had issues with students misusing Google Drive for cyberbullying. That's why I, I didn't know that for a Jackie, we we use Google Drive too. Are we gonna cyberbully each other? No. Okay. The good. most okay. So just one last like stupid story from me. The only time that there was ever any type of like cyberbullying that I was like aware of in the moment was I was in uh, uh, like a library lab when I was in early high school, and the teacher kept putting locks on our screen so we would see what they were doing on the projector. Mm-hmm. But somehow somebody and it wasn't even like they were hacking it. It was like the teacher was doing it, but they hadn't put in like a hundred percent control. They only put in like sixty to eighty percent, oh, and like well. the guy would just like. He'd randomly be talking and he would freeze her screen or go to like different things or just write stupid stuff on people's screens that would then flash on every screen in the lab and it wasn't necessarily cyberbullying but the teacher was very pissed i can imagine so well i mean if i was a teacher i would be very mad as a student i, I was very entertained oh my lord well good thing we aren't so but you're looking for like an iconic thing yeah i want something where it's like you listen to it and you're like oh this is this is a show. Oh, I haven't thought of a name of this yet. I really like now. King of the Hill, but I also know that's already trademarked. I know. I think it's something like 
it needs to be something like um playground rules or something like that but that seems sort of like weird snow kid rules no maybe it needs to be something like the snow pile or something or like something like snow i don't know like what's a good documentary name or could it just be called snow day i think it can just be called snow day I think it should be just called Snow Day. I think there was, like, a movie called that in the past, but, like, this is a show, so it doesn't matter. Fair. And, Diana, since you've now decided on the show, you decided that we need something iconic for the music, and we've kind of thrown around some cast members, do you have, like, anything else you feel like you just have to add? Hmm. I don't think so, except for a branding opportunity, we could definitely have, like, mittens and gloves and scarves. Hot cocoa. And hot cocoa. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But, yeah, I think this is good. I think this is ready for Hollywood. This is ready for the Netflix. Ready for NBC. And this is the thing. You're like, oh, man, I want to do this, and I want to finance this, and this is the first time I've ever listened to this podcast, and it's not like I've ever listened to any episodes that this that these lovely ladies have put out. Well, guess what? You're in luck for our information dump. Diana, tell them where they can get a hold of us. Oh, my gosh. So many places, Jackie. They can, you know, slide into our DMs on Instagram or Twitter um, at Hyrus Hollywood. They can send us a beautiful email at HyrusHollywood at gmail.com. Or if they see us in person, they can just yell to our faces and we'll be like, okay. So until next time, guys. Bye.